This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Jack Reacher. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host, alongside me the erstwhile, Harry Erskinewile, ermine-loving-wile, sweet old Christmas gift himself, Justin Waddell. How's it going? Oh, man. It's all right. It's going okay. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, you, you're not allowed to say Happy Holidays. You have to say Merry Christmas all the time. I try to say Merry Christmas every day throughout the year. Here's the thing, Nick. Did you enjoy Christmas? You you don't you get a little Scrooges around this time of year. I don't get Scrooges. Yes, I, 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 I yell at kids. I make I make it a wonderful holiday for my loved ones. You do. And I stay the fuck out. I, I catch up on shit. I relax. So That's you, all it is. I need a break. You enjoy dialogue time. Yeah, you don't enjoy ripping open gifts and and beaming at, at the at the at the gifts your loved ones thought to give you. you I know? got maybe six things yeah. all together. Anything, you know, anything note noteworthy? The noteworthy. I got some cash, and that's noteworthy. People give you cash, huh? That's awesome. Yeah, I got a little cash myself. There you go. So, but I mean, you know, my wife go got me a lottery ticket, and I thought I scratched a hundred dollar bonus. I was so excited. I was like, "You got me a hundred dollars." I th- I thought I, I there's like a little box. And it said, if you scratch this box and it says $100, then you win. I was like, awesome. But the thing is, I scratched the box and it just, <laughs> it's it was, the title was a $100 bonus. So I thought the title meant I won. In the oh. box, there was a cute sled. And the cute sled means you didn't win. So I went around for about five days thinking I won 100 bucks. I did not. That's a boring story. It's like the, it's like the end of Citizen Kane. I was so excited that I won $100. And then when I did it and I realized that I yelled at my wife, I said, you got me nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, a, you know, I stress myself out in the holidays. I try to make, uh, I try to get the good gifts for folks. You know, I was really, I was taking some of your advice. I got a guitar for my daughter. You were kind enough to give me some pointers on that. And she you loves got, it. You got to clean that shit out of your ears, Justin. I said, you need to get her a cigar. Yeah, so that's, you know, people go to you for advice on music and cigars. Is that where you get? And movies. You get the big three. Yeah. Bourbon? Yep. What else do they ask for advice about? Tons. Neutrality. Net neutrality. VPN? <laughs> They're like, uh, Nick, we love your podcast. We're going to have some music. We're going to ask you some music questions. Oh, yeah, we click off right as soon as the music starts at the end. How you doing? There's no way. Who said, who said to you, Nick, we love your podcast? That's true. And speaking of our podcast, we took a little bit of a break. A tiny, tiny Not enough. Break. <laughs> Not enough. Can we tease what we're going to do in February? 
the brown wall happening. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we got a long way to go before then. We got to survive January. I think we got to tease it though, because it's something people can look forward to. We're doing we're doing a theme month. Let's just say we're doing a theme month in February. And leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's something that people are really cra- craving for. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be unique. I don't think there's a lot of podcasts with this with this theme. And we've done another one of these. We we've did, done quite a few theme. We months. did well. We did Tobin Bell month. No, we did October. We did, we did Burns Month. We did July and August. We did. We, we did Octubular, which ran into November. That's right, because of the Exorcist. Is that the only ones mm-hmm. we did? But. We did Kenny Rogers Year. Remember? Did he make enough? <laughs> They're movies? gonna find out did, did Kenny, on their own. Did Kenny Rogers make enough movies for us to to just swim in that? Yes. In that filmography. Not for a year. Not for a year. But you know, I almost had a chance to work with them. Told the story on here before. The Six Pack? What was it called? Yeah, man. Six Pack. You auditioned, huh? I auditioned for it. And did you get a callback? What was the story? I got... Yes, I did. And and I was not... I did not have an ace southern accent. Because I was only three years separated from the Bronx. How... As a young man. How heartbreaking was that not to get that? Were you destroyed? I was indifferent. I was indifferent. You didn't care. How old were you? Probably nine. Eight or nine. Mm -hmm. I came in there. I had a midriff on. And they're like, no, no, we don't want to see your six pack. What was the audition like? You didn't meet Kenny Rogers, obviously. I blew Kenny Rogers. <laughs> no wonder you didn't get the part. Yeah, exactly. I told you I got. I think we've said this so many times, but I got married at the facility, the place I got married, this house. Uh, you were at my wedding. Kenny Rogers had gotten married there previously. And when I was flipping through the book that they were advertising this place, they had him. They had his wedding pictures in it. I did a quadruple take. I said, is this? And, you know, his wife was a lot younger than he was. It's probably his ninth marriage, you know. Looking dapper. Looking well, he knows when to like, fold them. Looking a little bit like uh, Colonel Sanders in those pics. Just a little. And then another friend of ours got married, and it, there was a Dan Haggerty look-like mm-hmm. at the facility. Yeah. So it all comes around. Right. The difference between you and me is people go to where I was, and they say, that's where Nick Nziata got married. Where did you get married? In Atlanta. Why wasn't I invited? We didn't know each other. So? <laughs> But still appreciate we, we, were, we, we were three years away from meeting. Who was your three best man, years. John? Yeah. yeah. It was just in town. It was great seeing him. Yep. How was his speech? It was fucking amazing. Was it he good? did it from the second floor overlooking everybody. And it started off very normal. And then it got into helicopter escapes from Vietnam and stuff like that. It was great. Yeah, I bet it was. I wish I could have been there. I wish I would have got the invite, you know? Yeah, I, I do too, because that would mean that you would have gotten to meet my pops, which would have been cool. The good news is the majority of the people that were in my party are not friends of mine anymore. Oh, really? Actually, Brian and, and Sean are the only two remainders. The rest are sort of drifted off into the ether. Can I backfill and be part of that wedding party? Is, is that possible? No, Steve yeah. part? Was this Steve is, not this in there? Is, I didn't know Steve. I didn't know any of that. I mean, Chud was just starting to be a figment. I think it was an email at that point. Wait a minute, 97? Yeah, I was I was seeing movies, and I was starting to lobby for access to movies, but I wasn't. It was just a figment right then. Was your movie, so, was your wedding movie themed? Did you have a lot of movie posters? I had, a, I had, of course, I had a movie. There was a movie, Cake. What was it? I don't remember. I think it was a projector or something. I don't remember exactly. Because oh, I had then I, I had gone to film school, and I had done all that shit. I was in the working sector. I was hoping you were saying so, it was like a wedding cake was like a, a sugary scene from the way we were or something, you know, or uh, extra too. Or it was just a scrump delicious Tatum O'Neill in repose kind of thing. Um, Carl, our friend Carl, had a, had, a, had, a, had a Star Wars cake at his wedding. What was the show? 
shape does. Good call. I don't remember. Anything else going on? I mean, no. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, slowing down towards the end of the year. You haven't been working much, right? You guys have off a little bit? Uh, we Unfortunately, we've had some, we, we, we had some stuff to wrangle before the end of the year to make numbers. Oh, yeah. So every time I thought I was out, they pulled me back in kind of thing. But it's a, it's a, it's a good gig and good folks and, and winning is, is, a, is, is necessary. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a nice stretch of no audio concerns with these podcasts. Mm. So we did some work, listeners, to try to make sure that you guys are covered. Because we don't like it. And we know it's probably difficult for you. We, we don't like it. So we're going to try to make sure that it sounds charming for you guys. I might have to get so. a new microphone. If, if we experience any echoes. You sound great all the time. It's just when there's issues. But as far as the vocal stuff, you're, for some reason, your mic's way better than mine. And I think we have the same mic. Either that or I just have a shit voice for this. I don't, but I think there's some echoing issues that with, so I saw a tweet the other day. Uh, there's a picture of a woman screaming, like from a movie. And then it said, picturing all the man, men that got podcasting equipment for Christmas. First of all, I laugh, but then I realized that I might have to buy a new mic. And, you know, maybe they're, targeted me a little bit because i'm a male i don't think so i'm a dude there's uh there's a lot of podcasting going on right now zoom in but do they last that's the thing are they are they able to tough it out yeah how so people start and stop but there's just so many that come in well and and of course it's big names i mean we're old we're on the way out we're kind of Mm -hmm. my my kiddo was talking about a youtuber today as if they were a real person I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. Let's I mean, just let's just let's just scream some some more episodes out for the few people that appreciate it and and not get too big and bad about ourselves, right? And then right off into the sunset. Is that our plan? I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if we can afford oh, a let sunset. Let me change that, Nick. And then zoom off into the sunset. Do you feel me? <laughs> We're chugging along, and you know, I think it's about time that we did a big one, Nick. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I will tell you. I did go to the movies. I went to the movies. Three times, and there two or three times in the past three weeks. What you see? I saw Aquaman, I saw Ferrari, and I think I saw something else. Oh, Godzilla. But we saw that together. I was getting real excited after I saw Aquaman, or before I saw Aquaman. Okay. Because for some reason, for the first time in several years, because I have it with that AMC pass, mm-hmm. for the first time in several years, the movie was not preempted by the Nicole Kidman video. And then I went and saw Ferrari, thought I was scot-free, and she shit all over my body and face. She's walking into that theater dressed to the nine to the nines, and then no with one, her lollipop head. And then nobody is sitting in the theater with her. They cleared. The, and then she's sitting in one spot, and then she's sitting in a different spot later in the advertisement. I know that bothers me. But why not? Why not change seats? There's no one else in there. Plus, maybe yeah. she blurted out a huge fart, and then she just like kind of moved a couple seats back. Is like, it too much to ask? Who did it for James James Holmes to show up? Who's no? Who's James Holmes? <laughs> He's a horrible human being. He is. All right. I don't want it. Miss Kidman. Miss Kidman. Hurt. I don't either. I don't either. I just really hate that advertisement. I wish just to make it so it's excruciating for people bef- in front of the camera and behind the camera for it to be equally frustrating. Have him just play Tom Cruise movies on the screen when she's in there. Okay, so she walks into the theater like she's going to the Oscars, right? Like she's dressed up. She walks into the theater looking like Fisher Stevens. She's got. She got these incredible heels on. She's got like a pantsuit or a dress. I don't know what she's got. It just she's looks spectacular. Can we just get some sneakers and like ha- her having like a her hand wrapped around a box of Sour Patch Kids, a big icy. Do it like the normies do. Or you have Nicole Kimmon bob her popcorn head through the hallway. She sits down in the theater. She's watching Jurassic World for some reason in this ad, <laughs> and then it pans around to the back of her head, and she's. That creep from that movie, 
with J- James Wan movie or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Mal- malformed. What was it called? Um, Malnutrish. Malignant. Malignant. Yeah, she got the malignant in the back of her head, saying, "I want to watch." And then she turns around sideways, so they both can kind of watch. Then it's a great ad. <laughs> she t- she turns sideways, so they both can watch. Yeah, her and Malnutrish. <laughs> they, b- they both can watch. Jurassic World. On the show we call the Movie Microscope. It's a show where you zoom in. We shake hands with the onion someone. Sweet so talk a renegade. We get uppity during our keggles. Pull the wood out of the forest. Get all snugly with a legacy being. Reprimand the meatball. Point hurriedly towards our genitalia at church. Watch a movie through a set of destroy disease, sarcasm infused nectar eyes that have seen more films than it could remember and let them flow through. Disseminate, transform, come out the other side, see what makes or breaks, share with the likes of you listeners. We're talking about unnecessary roughness. We wouldn't talk about the scene where the payroll department physically cuts and signs a check addressed to Sinbad. Talk about the little moments. And today's feature, folks, all about them. Reacher. Jack. Is Sinbad in Unnecessary Roughness? It might be the star. Really? Might be the star. I ain't clicking. I'm tired of editing out clicks, so I'm not doing it. I'll look on my phone. was the star of that. Oh. Am I wrong? You're probably right. That sounds right. By the way, it looks like they're remaking it. What? Are you serious? Well, it says 2021. That's not... It's Necessary Roughness. Maybe. Which one was Bakula in? We've seen the... No, the replacements was Keanu. Well, the good news is it won't take long to stroll through his fucking IMDb. Let's take a look. He was in Necessary Roughness with... Hector Elizondo, of course. Robert Loggia, rest in peace. Harley Jane Kozak, rest in power. Larry Miller, sin fucking bad. He's in it too, huh? Fred Dalton Thompson in it. Rob Schneider. Jason Bate. Of course, Andrew Vinyarski's in it. Paul Giamatti's brother. Kathy Ireland. That's right, she was the kicker in that. One of the Mandalores, you know. You say Jason Bateman was in that movie? Yeah. Doesn't talk about it very often. Would you? Sin fucking... What, stealing his name from a fucking sandal-wearing, rug-riding bastard. Is that guy still killing it? Is he, is he Tor? Is he a comedian? So is he just retired? I don't think Sinbad, the, the character, wrote a, wrote a magic rug. Do you think that he's that he's still out there, Sinbad the comedian, doing anything? Is he just crushing it? Like, just, just collected, he collected the money, and now he's living off the... He collected the money? Mm-hmm. That'll be That'll be your fucking secret. There's no way he wasn't yeah. rich. I mean, he's so famous that when you Google Sinbad, I bet he comes up first. Not that... He's still around. Not that Argonaut you're talking, whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever he was. Wasn't He's not connected to the Argonauts, was he, Sinbad? No, it's Jason. 67 He's, he's still around. Wow. How much? 67. I didn't know they stack shit that high. Sinbad. Get the fuck out Where? of here. Sinbad show. Tax issues, of course. He had a stroke so, recently. So, the reason we decided to do Jack Reacher is Justin and I have been chatting about the TV show. He's just watching season one, and I'm staying current on season two. And we're both not thrilled. Now, I'm a huge fan of the books, and I love all things Jack Reacher. And if this show with Alan Richson continues as it is for 400 years, I will stay alive as long as I can to still watch it, even in the form it's in, because it's Jack Reacher, and I don't need a lot to be happy. But Justin's having problems with season one. I'm having problems with season two. We're like, well, let's go back to the honey hole. The first adapt, the first filmic adaptation of it. Yeah, I finished season one. I told you, right? I, I last I heard you were watching it. I'll just give you my quick review of it. Hated it. <laughs> I Here's my quick review of it. it. It's way better than the second season. So everybody was excited. That's why I started watching it because everybody, when it came back, everybody uh, on Twitter and a lot of people I follow were very excited that it was coming back and they loved it. And I was like, oh, I missed that one. I need to give it a shot because I, I do like the guy. Alan, is his name Alan Rich, Richardson or Rich Rich Richson? Richson. 
he seems he seems fine and and uh, you know look seemed like it had a good cast and so I gave I gave it a shot and I ended up hate watching it I really didn't like it at all and 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 I'm not gonna complain too much about because I know people love it but I just found it like really shallow and at the end you know because obviously Jack Reacher's a superhuman superhero at the end they have this big fight scene between him his crew and the baddies and his crew suffers no damage you know like at least get someone like shot in the knee or something, you know. But they all nobody watches or reads Jack Reacher stories for anybody to take damage. I don't on his side. <laughs> well, first of all, I know he doesn't, or he he probably doesn't get hurt too much. But does, does his crew ever get? I know his brother gets off uh, in the show. His brother is his brother is not a character. His brother's a dead body. Yes, and so is this. The Killing Floor is this the first season. Is that the first Reacher book? Uh, it's the first one I read. I think there may be one before. I think it, yeah, it might be. But Joe, his brother, I think they resurrected him for some subplot in the later book that was a prequel. But for the most part, his brother was just this presence. So they, they adhered to that. Yeah, they, they dip into but, his childhood like they have these flashback sequences when he was a kid and his parents. It's just, who cares, man? All you need to know mm-hmm. is Reacher rolls into town and starts solving problems, you know? with his fists i just i just found it pretty bad but i'm not going to complain too much i know people really like it and it's probably just me but i i really didn't like it and then it reminded me when i told you that i did like the the movie that people have problems with because of the casting of oh yeah for one reason one dumb reason well the second season to me now i like the first season because it, it it, it had a lot of promise, sure. and it doesn't take much to execute quality Reacher. The main thing about Jack Reacher is you want it to be a lone wolf, roll into town, get into trouble, right. kick ass, have some fun interactions with people, and then roll out of town. In this one, they put they put a team around him, and he's he's never the lone wolf. He's always with people. That's weird. because it, it, And it's way too early in the series for them to do that. They need to have a few John Rambo ep, you know, mm-hmm. seasons where mm-hmm. he just rolls into town and runs afoul of things. Where's they this, fucked it up. Where does this team come from? Is he... This is his crew from the story that they're adapting is one that is sort of retro where they where they have the crew because he you know he had his his task force in the military mm-hmm. all the people that he trained his yes. his you know his proteges they start getting picked off in the storyline and the surviving ones and he become this crew it's like five of them okay it's cute for a minute and they're and, and they're not they're not bad actors or anything like that but that's not why you watch a Jack Reacher show there's so many procedurals that have that kind of an ensemble so if justified was 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 him and that crew all the time mm-hmm. it'd get super old one of the things that made me laugh uh, in in the Reacher series is the way out Richson walks <laughs> like they're like hey lumber across the screen like a bulky dude like there's poop about to come out and you could tell that he is he probably is like i don't know how to make this look cool you know is in, in your mind he's like maybe this does look cool and it doesn't they should never shoot him long that you know like give, they should never show him walking on that show he should just they also him. have he's got a face that sometimes it looks like he's about to cry Especially in this season. Well, now, I know the real Alan. I follow him on Instagram, and he's a very religious dude, and he's very clean cut, yeah. and he's really positive and motivational. He's a really he's a good he's a good dude. Yeah. At least until some something comes out that's true about his past, that's sure to happen. Just because we live in a, the world. You got screwed but, on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Remember, he was one of the actors that was motion captured for the the 
both those Turtles movies, and then they treated them like shit, like that whole crew, and then they they replaced their voices sometimes. And So he had a very bad Hollywood experience for a long time, I think, until he got this. Well, he he's in the Furious movies now, so... Well, of course, maybe those might be fucked, too. Because well, <laughs> like, Vin Diesel's is, apparently the best. This is... You know, awesome for him. I'm very excited. What a great, you know, bit of news and bit of bit of kind of a triumphant moment for him. But I hated it. You know, like <laughs> I thought it sucked. Which brings us to my counterpart, Mr. Tom Cruise. Same birthday, That's right, roughly yeah. the same height. Both hugely successful at what we do. Not afraid to do a stunt. Uh, the list goes on. Both Scientologists. Here, I jump on beds. He jumps on couches. Working with his muse, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Macquarie. Christopher McQuarrie is or McQuarrie is is Tom Cruise his muse? I think it, it kind of works like that, right? Like I think a one way to word it is he thanks his lucky stars by the moment that Tom Cruise let him have it. But this is the first time that McQuarrie directed Cruise. Is that correct? Valkyrie? He was very involved in Valkyrie. He wrote it. Maybe full full on directed, but But your favorite yeah. director directed that one, Brian Singer. Singer. Yeah. yeah. But he wrote it and he also wrote obviously, you know, the you know, he worked with Brian Singer several times, I think, or at least twice. But this is the first time that he said, Hey Tom, I wrote something, I'm gonna direct it, I want you to be in it and Tom Cruise said, Actually, I'll decide all that. You write this for me, I'll let you direct it. Tiny little Christopher McQuarrie said, Well, you're you're not tall enough for the part and Cruise just stared at him. Stared up at him. <laughs> Then he magically appeared in Jack Reacher. Now, it is a bit ridiculous if you take the book verbatim is that Jack Reacher rolls into town as a six foot five monstrosity that doesn't mm-hmm. need anything, you know, any modern technology around him. He works with a pencil and a notepad. That's it. He doesn't use money like traditional people. He uh, makes clothes out of weeds, you know, things like that. Let's let's pull it back a little bit. Let's go a little bit back into history. Macquarie worked with Brian Singer. That's Brian sure. Singer yeah. worked with Ian McKellen on Apt Pupil. Ian McKellen knows a lot about force perspective. Maybe give Ian a call, say, can we hobbit Cruise up? Can we Gandalf his ass? Put David Oyuelo like five meters away? Have Tom Cruise in the foreground? Can't we do it? Are you suggesting that they bigify Tom Cruise for this movie? That, that could have happened? They should have shot it like the fucking Hobbit. Save us all trouble. They should have done... Yeah, everybody else, they dig into the ground. Everybody's like in, in like divots in the ground and Cruise... <laughs> They build all the benches oblong so that it looks like they're the same style. You know, like he's a hugey, but he's a tiny band. Then he's wearing like and then, a muscle suit. Yeah, and they and then they they zoom into the matchbox car that he's rolling through town in to make it look like a real car. Here's the thing about this movie, right? So Cruz is pretty good in it. Like it's not like he he he's supposed to be a, kind of an intimidating figure. He is more so. It feels like he's smart. Like it feels like he 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 knows the world. That he can solve things. He's smarter than everybody. You know, and I feel like the, the movie kind of does that well, I guess. And I think sometimes it, when it's trying to kind of say, hey, Jack Reacher is so, you know, he's such a fucking badass. Like, it has a little trouble with that because it is Tom Cruise, but I buy he, it. He, it. But he embodies Jack Reacher, the character, as good as anybody could. He does a great job. Yeah. The only yeah. the only time there's literally only one time in the whole movie where it pisses me off. I wonder if it's the same moment. I wrote it down. It, it, it's at a motel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't change the script, but we'll, let's, we'll get there. So the movie starts off with the cutest little white fan zooming Well, who's the DP the of this film? I don't know. It's Zoe Deschanel's pops. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Caleb. Good friend of mine. What does that mean? I mean, I met him once. Anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Let's talk about okay, This movie came out in 2012. Who's in it besides Tom Cruise? David Oyuelo. Yes, Richard Jenkins. Werner Herzog. Jai Courtney, one of your faves. Did we talk about Tom Cruise? 
Yeah, Alex Alexia Fast, who you always like in this movie. I got a little crush on her. Yeah, she, she's a cutie. She's she's and then that guy from Pow the he plays from that show Powers. <laughs> Power. Power or whatever. Power. Yeah, he's the he's the the Patsy in this. That show Power, which has sixteen spinoffs. Yes. Did I miss something where they have? photos of somebody's naked a, or something. I think it's just a popular show, but he's all over the advertisements, this actor. Yeah, Bob Duvall in this, too. So Robert Duvall showing up just to be a pleasant gift. Like, it's just he just drops in for a few scenes and what a warm presence. Oh, uh, he owns the movie. He's amazing. So like I said, like a little cute white van. Rosamund Pike Can in we not this. say her? Uh-uh. I love her. Rosamund Pike in this. I love and and you made the mistake of mentioning something to me this afternoon, and when I watched the movie, I could not not see it the entire time. Well, it is... Are you talking about how they showcase her cleavage the I'm, entire movie? I'm talking about the Millennium Falcon of this movie. <laughs> it's her cleavage. Macquarie must have been like, Rosamund, I have a small dress for you to try on. Now, she was pregnant during the making of this, and I guess... McQuarrie was just McQuarrie was just like, we need to show your boobs all the time. She's like, can mm-hmm. I get a, maybe can I get a hoodie or something, a sweater? He's like, no, Mm-mm. that's not happening. Gonna, As a matter of fact, if you're pregnant with a girl, I want to see its cleavage. <laughs> what the absolute? Anyway, they're making bull- Joseph Sakura. Oh, and Michael Raymond James. We didn't mention. Well, we talked about him all the time. Michael Raymond James from Terriers. Show that we right. both love. Nick, they're making a bullet soup at the beginning of this. <laughs> what they're doing that's is... What, that's why they call it bullion. They're showing... They're cutting back and forth between a white van going to a site with a person inside that is going to snipe a bunch of people. They're cutting that in with scenes of someone making bullets. Now, homemade bullets. And at one point, mm-hmm. it looks like they're making a bullet soup, like I said. A bunch of sawdust or whatever they have to do in there. Um, Grains, it looks like. I don't know how they make a bullet. Do you? Can't zoom in. Uh-uh. Do you ever make a bullet? I'm glad to know. No. Yeah, me neither. I've used a bullet to make a nutritious shake, though. Uh, what's that mean? You know, the magic bullets, those things oh, yeah, they yeah, use yeah. to make... Sh- so anyway, what happens after this kind of this credit sequence? Well, there is an awful murder. It is actually horrific. And I wonder if it was worse. Like This this movie's PG-13, and the movie starts off with a mass shooting. A sniper is a... Five, it's five people. I guess that is a mass, right? Five victims? Yeah, and it's... um. This movie takes place in Pittsburgh, and it's out of uh, outside of PNC Park, I believe. Mm-hmm. People are just kind of walking, doing minding their own business, and the sniper just starts gunning down headshot after headshot. They're not all headshots. Four of them are. Sorry. What do you mean? The lady who is a cleaning lady gets shot in the gut. She does. And the, and the guy holding the flowers doesn't get hit in the head. He I does. Think. He's the first he to does. die, and he gets shot. He gets zooped in the head, yeah. As does his uh, mistress. Cleaning lady gets Allegedly. shot in the side. The babysitter gets shot yeah. in the head, and the... And the woman, the construction company, the reason that this whole movie is happening, this whole sequence is happening. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's pretty horrible but, as, 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 you know, you, you kind of get sniper shot sight. You know, you, you see it. Through. But I love yeah, that th- they made the decision to show Jai Courtney as the sniper right up front. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the mysteries of the book that it's based upon is that you sort of don't know who the killer is. Or you don't know that the guy that's accused isn't the killer. Right. And in this one, they, they tell you right up front, Joseph Sakura did not kill those people jai courtney did which i thought was a pretty ballsy thing to do because if the action's not good and the plotting is not good the mystery they can't 
rely on the mystery to keep people, in, you know, interested in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because you're right. They show the killer. The, you know, the cops figure out pretty quickly where the shots were coming from. They hone in on this parking garage and they do a little investigating because the guy's long gone. And they find a bunch of evidence, and the evidence points mm-hmm. to the actor from Power, Joseph Sakura. And he's not the person we saw shoot these people. But the evidence and, is damning. And it makes David Oyuelo look like a really crack investigator at the beginning. You're like, well, he, he, he's getting evidence pretty damn good. Yeah. I we mean, find out find, why later. He finds yeah. a bullet casing. He they, they get a quarter from a parking meter that the sniper used. And there's a thumbprint on it. He's got a, a whole host of of evidence and then they capture the dude that you know they the fingerprints lead us to this this guy and the guy in the box when they're interrogating him he writes on a piece of paper get jack reacher they do they try to or at least they discuss it why don't you just not why wouldn't you just ignore that note who gives a shit who this jack reacher guy is let's, let's book this guy Throw no because they're so desperate to get a confession they need something he's not he's not being a good witness for them and so when he does speak richard jenkins's character actually says it might be a record that we got somebody to to participate this quick mm. and he does they 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 but they set up jack reacher as this kaiser soze type character that is in the wind there's no way they're going to get him and of course the joke being is that he shows up without being invited he shows up right as they're trying to figure out how to find him how do they introduce, but i how do they introduce uh, tom cruise yeah i did not remember this i didn't either. from previous viewings and it kind of pissed me off a little bit so they introduced him with a with a hot hottie putting her clothes on so he's in a room watching tv he's just totally banged and this you don't even see the woman's face she's just putting on her underwear because she just got done riding reacher now this movie is so they said ride him as if he was six five this movie is very excited that's one of the things that makes me laugh is that every woman is interested every in him. single woman thinks he's hot yeah like they just cannot wait young old in between don't care we're gonna give him that extra look just there's just one woman that doesn't like there's a well first of all there's a older woman that seems to be blissed out on drugs she doesn't really pay attention to him but (laughs) there's a waitress that he's kind of looking at and she does not she does not seem interested she does a little bit no she doesn't really but doesn't he hold on to doesn't he hold on to something too long or something I don't know about that. I mean, that's what? I think when he, she's getting, when he, the check caddy, when she's handing it to him, doesn't he hold on to it? And there's a moment where they're both kind of holding on to it. He might be trying to force a moment. She just seems distracted and like she's tired and she's at work. And she didn't get the news yet that everybody he's thinks hung he's like hot. like a shrimp boat captain. Yeah. So anyway, this woman's getting dressed. You don't see her. And, but he's watching this news bulletin. They caught this, this the sniper. And it's somebody mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise or Jack Reacher knows. And he goes to the town. So they, the, Richard Jenkins and David Wellio are, are how do you say his name? Oh, what? Just keep going. Just tell me so I it's can a, say it right. It's, no, I, 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 every time I say it, I'm, I'm expecting to fail. It's a it's a word that moves around in your mouth too fast. Olio? Oyuelo? Oyuelo? Yeah. They're talking about Jack Richard, Richard like he's... Like you said, like he's this mythic god, and he just walks in. Like, how are we going to find him? And he just walks in. Hi, I'm Jack Reacher. He I'm, doesn't say that. How are you doing, guys? I <laughs> There might have been rumors that I'm 6'5". I'm here to like, how f- Are you through the doorway yet? How how big are you, really? Yeah, so he's there, and he uh, starts spilling tea on the on the, this, this shooter. They, he just wanted to make sure that he got captured. He hates this guy. Reacher does not like this guy. They're like, what took you so long to get here? He's like, I had to climb over a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) My family, the borrowers, were having a late lunch. Somebody put a penny in my pocket. I couldn't move. Pinned to the ground. 
But yeah, he hates this guy, and he's like, this guy was a piece of shit, and I just want to, I come here to see him buried, because they thought he was friends with them, and they're like, great, they're like, oh, that's awesome, because we hate him too. But he also then meets Rosamund Pike's character, who is his defense attorney, this 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 guy. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Her motivations are s- sort of shitty. What do you mean? I mean, the whole father-daughter legal thing is a little weird. She she does sort of have a self-destructive career streak thing going. So her, Not dad, that important. her dad's the DA and she's a defense attorney. They're kind of at odds a lot. And she there's a there's a Her dad's a DA. Right. And they're and they're they think that she kind of got the job through nepotism and that she's trying to prove herself and then, you know, no one can really like they don't understand like a lot of people don't understand why she took this case, I think. And she just thinks that this guy she thinks he's guilty too, but she thinks he deserves a defense. And so that's Well, she's trying to keep him from getting executed. Her big thing is she doesn't want to get him. Yeah, she she wants to keep him off death row. She wants to clog up the legal system and, and have taxpayers spend a lot of money on him for a long time. And Cruz just came. Reacher just came into town to spit in this guy's shadow and leave. Basically, <laughs> there's really no reason for him to be there. He hates the guy. No, no. Well, no. He 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 made him a promise back in the military when he fucked up that's right. that he would never let him get away with it again. So that's why he's there. He's there to make sure that he holds his end of it. That if this guy that this guy's gonna burn i love right, this though because called. there's this that's what i'm saying like he could have just placed the call he doesn't have a phone jack don't i mean he was in a room with the, with maybe he could have borrowed that girl's cell phone after she put on yeah. her pants he's a kid could you get your purse and is this one of those touch thing touch screen things he's yeah. like hitting it with his palm i have the digital copy of it i own this movie mm-hmm. and i watched uh some of the special features and they and they cut out the scene where he gets he gets around by an owl so he takes an owl from the hotel room to owl i love Leo? it though because they <laughs> They have this little scene, and then I love it where he he basically is leaving, and David Oyuelo says, "Weird meeting you." That's really great. Which I love. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, great. it's a great line. So yeah, he he comes and he, he realizes he's not needed there, and, and so he goes for a, a coffee with Rosamund Pike and and a huge egg breakfast or whatever, and then he goes on a bus. He's gonna leave town. That's the end of the story. Reacher's a drifter. He's gonna leave. She's trying to get him but to she's, stay. Yeah. But she says something in the in the car. That gets his attention peaked. My lead investigator will have access to all the evidence. And there's a couple of things about what he had heard that didn't add up in his brilliant mind. Mm. So he gets off that bus, and I'm glad he gets off that bus. You know why? Because you get Did to you see, see why? <laughs> you get to see her tips for the rest of the film? No, no. There's uh, Behind him on the bus is a woman with her f- bare feet sticking out from behind the seat. Of course, of course I wrote it down. <laughs> Uh, he gets on the bus, and I thought of you because yeah, she, I, it's, I thought it was the man's feet at first, but it was, it's, it's. I did too. It's his, it's his wife or girlfriend or sister's feet. They're like two drifter hippies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's bad news. Did, did not need to see him. Yeah. They weren't bad feet. They're just feet. Tom Cruise, is, he stays right. She almost runs him over. That would have been funny. She's like, if you were six five, I would have not even come close to hitting you. So we start to get into the meat of this of this the movie. So let's talk about the bar scene. Do you want to get there? Is, it, is, is there anything? So the bar yeah. scene, yeah, the bar scene is the scene I have the most problems with because I think it's kind of poorly written. I like the rest of the. It movie. also has some of the. It, there's a all, a couple, but there's also that's a great fight scene. It's a great fight scene. So yeah, the bar scenes a little, there's some awkward stuff in there and there's some great stuff mixed in. I bet you we disagree on the on the worst line. So there's let's no way. let's go. There's no way. I, I'm positive we disagree. So Cruz has caught the attention of the local bad guys that he's now uh, Sherlock Holmesing around the uh, the area and the bad guys are like shit. I thought we framed the sniper. They framed this you know military guy just right and now you got this tiny guy walking around town. <laughs> Doing tiny investigations, and so what do you call the opposite of Gulliver? So he goes to the bar, a bar, and and has uh, a, some drinks or a meal or something, and this 
you know, this young woman sits in his booth and she introduces herself as Sandy. And she goes, I'm Sandy. And he says, so was I last week on a beach in Florida. And that's the worst line in the scene. It is. Okay, we agree then. That's the worst line in the scene by far. 100%. First of all, it's kind of cute, but it's really a bad line and it goes on forever. Like, I just. You know, there's an easy tweak they could have done in editing to make this, that scene. Mm Perfect. Okay. She says, I'm saying, he goes, so was I. And then he pulls up his shirt to reveal where the sex change operation happened. Would have solved all the confusion. But, like, what's that supposed to do? Like, he's trying to say, I don't give a shit. But, like, you could just say, okay. You know, it just doesn't it's seem... A, it's, a, it's a weird flex to be... I was at a beach in Florida. Now, does he doesn't strike me as a beachgoer, so I feel like it's a lie. And he's just trying to be funny. But also, is that from the book? Are they keeping lines from the book? Lee Child has a cameo in this, so I'm sure that he did have some taking mm-hmm. it. But that do, it do, that does track that Rachel would do that. Because it's not like he's at the beach going to Ron John's surf shop. Mm-hmm. But he might be at the beach sitting there and just reminiscing about his his career. Yeah, I feel like just the sitting there enjoying the waves. Dangerous for him to be in because he would just get lost in the grains of sand. <laughs> fucking cat come try to bury him. Our jokes are better than his. Is what I'm trying to say. He's also says, or you know what? He's like, yeah, I, uh, I don't mean to brag. I lived in a castle for a while until the wave came. <laughs> <laughs> It would be better if he doesn't let it go. He says, I was Sandy on a beach last week and just proceeds to talk for five minutes about his trip. <laughs> he also says the cheapest woman is the one you pay for. A hooker would get that joke. Like he, you know, it's not even a joke. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. But he's accusing Sandy of being, because Sandy's kind of hitting on him and he's accusing, he's I can't pay for you. And she's taking offense. Like, I'm not a hooker. That's No, it's it's great. She, I think she's I really, really great in the scene. I think the, the actress is great. I feel like the lines aren't that good. But then it... Th- this is the only stumble. I think the movie has some great lines in well, it, actually. But through the context of this, so when she asks him his name, he gives her the name of a Yankee second baseman, which throws her off. When he sees that throw her off, I think that gives him a license to be a little loose. A little, right. he's, 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 he's playing with his prey a little bit. So I think there's an element to that because he, he's, he's already deducing that she was sent there for a reason. So I think he's going to be a dick. He's going to be a little douchey. And I, I'll attribute some of that to that. But anyway, the best thing is when, she, when he says, I can't afford you, she goes, I'm not a hooker. Because then I really can't afford it. That's a great line. That's fine. That's a great line. But then he says that weird thing about like, because she she's excited because he's gonna get his ass kicked supposedly, and she's like, I don't mind the sight of blood. And he says, Well, that well, it means you're not pregnant. Which yeah. Because it's a weird line. It's a weird line. He's kind of slut. By the way, kind of slut shaming her, which is like that's also weird to me. He has cards like, on the table. She's playing a slut in the movie. She's but she's sympathetic, and he he later is like very is. sympathetic is. towards and, her. Being a slut is not necessarily a, a bad thing, you know. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying that he's shaming her for that like and and it's it's awkward it's weird to me that they that they did that but it does lead to like you should never slut shame somebody three feet taller than you so then these guys come to her rescue and they say this that's our sister there's five guys they ask they invite reacher outside do you notice something about them no greasy french fries the five guys show up the lead guy in that group okay yeah he is he is he's he is an x-men but he looks he looks like somebody put Matt Damon into a warping device. Yeah, he, play, he plays like the young striker in that movie, like a young Brian yeah. Cox, I think. This guy. Anyway, so which is a which is a weird. It's not a compliment to, to to get a callback. By the way, we want you to play a young version of Brian Cox. Where do I sign? And they invite him out, and they 
and Breacher breaks down how the fight's going to go, and he's right. So what does he say to them? Well, first of all, says it's five on one. He goes, no, it's three on one. Once I, I isolate the leader, two, two wingmen, enthusiastic wingmen will stay around. The other two will... Sk- it's great. And he also warns the guy to pay his check. And all that's cute, because Breacher knows what's going to happen. He said, why does he warn the guy to pay his check? Because he's not going to be able to afterwards. Yeah. <clears throat> he says, yeah, it's it's three against one. Two of you guys are going to run. And, and he does start to... What do you... In this fight, there is a lot of shots of, of him hammering these... Punching guys. people in the balls. Yeah, totally. Which is not <laughs> well, You punch what you can ass. reach. You punch what you can reach, Justin. That was why his nickname Reacher, but like he, <laughs> he... There is a lot of nut shots. Now, we come to find out that he is kind of taking it easy on these guys. So he maybe he's not really, obviously, doing his worst on, on, these, on these hired guns. This, these local thugs. Who were hired by Michael Raymond James. Now... Mm-hmm. Right after he whips their ass, the cops arrive, which is stunning response time, and he is put in a jail cell, and he knows that it was all staged. It's like a setup, yeah. Yeah, and Oyuelo shows up, and, and he's like, did, I, did anybody die? No. Is anybody pressing charges? No. And, and because, you know, Jack Reacher, knowing the legal system, knows that he can't be held, and Oyuelo is like, fuck, this sucks. I, the one thing I liked is that when he's in this holding cell, and Rosamund Pike comes in, and he and he doesn't even, he's not looking at her, he's like laying down, and he, he identifies her she isn't, before she says a word, and she goes, how did you know it was me? And he, he says, "You're breathing, breathing too sternly." So I think that, that, that's like that kind of stuff is great. And then he said, "Did anybody die? And if they did, then they died of shame because I was being yeah, it was I was cute. being gentle." Yeah. So yeah, there's. And he a, says, uh, "He says I, I could tell because I can hear your babies ro- rollicking in your tum as you walk through the jail cell." Speaking of walking through jail cells, mm-hmm. villain in the second season of Jack Reacher, Bob Patrick. See the villain. He's one of them. I don't know if he's the, the big bad. That guy's anyway, got, he's got a great like kind of stiff walk, Robert Patrick. Your mouth to God's ears. He's freed out, man. He's freed and then out. of course, oh, now we realize though, right now that now that chips have started to move because the people actually responsible know he exists yeah. and know he's a thorn in their side and knows that Michael Raymond James made a mistake in hiring these local guys to do the job that they couldn't pull off and now the villains need to deal. What does Reacher do when he starts to investigate? What does he tell her to do? He says, "Go visit the families of the victims." Oh yeah, I'll go, not a good idea, by the way. I'll go do the work and just go stand stiffly at the crime the scene of the crime you go talk to the victim's families she visits the young woman like the the babysitter that gets killed visits her dad and that guy kills that scene the dad, he does like he really kills it it's heartbreaking yeah yes very heartbreaking like he's then he has a gun and then it turns threatening because it's like she he invites her in she's asking about this what what reacher wants to, her to do is to kind of understand who the victims are but it's very hard to talk to the people there's some people that don't want to talk to her obviously anyway but it does lead to them putting everything together what's happening here although of course cool. reacher already knows one step He's smarter than earth yeah. yeah pike's good in this too but she's is she never she's always good right like she's never been bad actually i'm sure i don't i can't imagine she was good and die another day but other than that was she in that she was the love interest wasn't she uh, is it a bond movie die another day yeah the shit one i don't remember her in a bond movie i think she was in the worst one i think she was in die another day i know she's in the doom movie that's well that's great news i don't know how that's related so then maybe she was bad in that I think that's where i was introduced to her and i and i did not want to like her ever again yeah she's in it i was like there's no way she's good if she's in that movie is that the one holly berry's in yeah is she a bad guy in it then and she's the love interest doesn't matter I don't remember. We need to do that that movie on here. Oh, I'd watch it. I'd like my, her so much. My, I'd watch her just because she's in it. My boy Toby Stevens in it, who I've grown to love. From Black Sales. He's on Black yeah. Sales, right? Yeah, but he's great in that movie. I keep wanting to watch 13 Hours. Rosamund Pike's in that new uh, Saltburn movie. I heard she's sexy in it. I, I, my wife saw it. She hated it. She hated that movie. All, all, the big takeaway is Barry Keegan's got a big in, apparently. 
Is he hanging? Yeah, he's swirling dick in that. So yeah, Cruz put it together, and we get to meet the super villains, the Zack, played by Werner Herzog, and of course we've already seen Jai Courtney. But do you think it was weird when unfo- after Rosamund Pike visited all the families, Tom Cruise then visited all the victims' families and punched all the family members in the nuts? Do you think that was uncalled for? Or? It was called for. Michael Raymond James uh, turns out is not a handitarian. Right, Michael Raymond James is one of the local toughs, I guess. Or... <laughs> Who is the opposite of tough in every moment of this movie, which is yeah, like, I, I, so cute. He's, at least he's like, I don't know, he's he's part of this the crew, but he's like kind of low. He's never met the Zek. He's never met the head of the operation, which is Werner Herzog. He doesn't even want to look at him when he meets Jai Courtney in this dark alleyway that it's his last scene. But he failed. The, you know, Michael Raymond James has failed. The, this organization, the, the, he's failed the bad guys. He screwed up a little, made the situation messy by, uh, you know, getting the local toughs to try to beat Reacher up. The bad guys are mad at him. So what happens? You say he fucked up, but all he did mm-hmm. was see a fucking hobbit enter town, and he sent five paladins to go clean him out. Mm-hmm. He did. He he overcompensated, and it just so happened that it was Jack Reacher. I don't. I think he oh, he un, under estimated the the power of his adversary but he was proactive and he sent a bunch of guys to clean it up and it, it didn't work out and unfortunately when he did try to clean things up he killed somebody in a manner that Werner Herzog doesn't want because he, he got he, he got rid of the body rather than having it to be found I feel bad for Michael Raymond James well he I'm does saying. screw up he doesn't really understand he's trying to be a bad guy he's trying to be a good bad guy the bad guys don't like that he oversteps some lines and so Werner Herzog says eat your hand <laughs> So what happens is Werner Herzog's character has this backstory where he is a, su- a survivor of this... Where, where was the prison? It was in Siberia. Siberia. And he had to eat his his own fingers off to survive. To, for because fingers. Frostbite was coming yeah, in. For, for Frostbite was, was settling in. He's like, I did not want to look like Scott Glenn. And um, one of his hands... He's got so few fingers, it's not even worth calling him fingers at this point. He's got like a thumb and a forefinger on one hand. I think the other hand doesn't have any. And During the credits, they have two different digital effects houses listed one of them had to just remove fingers because his fingers have been digitally removed in this movie yeah i get it i would love to think that the i get it digitally removed i get it yeah i would love to think that the the entire cg budget of this film was removing herzog fingers so they didn't use it to make tom cruise look larger i'll tell you flat out so michael raymond james has to live and listen to his origin story (laughs) and then he gets a choice he says he said, you know, I'll forgive you if you if you chew off all the fingers on your left hand or something. I think he said it more elegantly than that, but yeah. And Michael Raymond James. And then Raymond James pleads with me. He's like, Can you can we like settle for Fran Drescher? Can I can you talk to the hand for a little bit? And then maybe I'll atone. And so he goes in what I think is quite ambitious is that Michael Raymond James puts his thumb in his mouth and starts to bite it. Now, right. wouldn't you start with the pinky? I would err on the side that the thumb doesn't count as a finger. I would Smart. hope against hope. But I want to look like a slee stack. You know, I want to at least have that thumb. Is the thinking that if you get through the thumb, <laughs> the other fingers won't it's be all a down. problem? Yeah. Right. They're thinner. He can't do it. It doesn't even look like he even bu- tries to bite it. He just puts it in his mm-hmm. mouth and goes, ow, I can't. Yeah. I mean, he's least, probably she, well, she just, at like, that point. You're. I'd give him a little. I, I'd bite it into enough where I get a little blood trickling, and then I'd show it to him and go, "Is this enough?" I'd limp. I'd limp. Oh, it's so bad, you know. Or you know, like I said on the phone, we could do the magician trick. Remove his thumb real quick, like you know. Look, know. Werner. Look, my thumb's gone. Raymond James at this point thinking maybe I should have just brought a gun and tried to shoot my way out of this because I fucked out. So he gets shot in the head. He gets shot in the back. Whatever. He gets quietly. Shot, he gets quietly shot. headshot. Jack Courtney shoots him in every finger he didn't bite and then shoots him in the head. 
I thought was unnecessary. I would have been like, time out. Let me prepare for this. Do you have any salt? You know, like put a little oregano on this. Some A1, maybe like a, you know, maybe I could, do you have a meat tenderizer? But that guy's a good actor, Michael Raymond James. You feel for his character. You don't want to see him eat his thumb. You don't want to see him eat a bullet. And but I love Werner Herzog way more. And 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 Jai Courtney in this is very effective. I did not want to like him because he was in that awful Die Hard movie. He was. He was charming in this and he was very good in the Suicide Squad stuff. He's great in this movie. He's kind of like an like a handsome baddie. It kind of remind me a little of Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon. So what happens next? Well, he starts, Mr. Reacher starts to reverse engineer this shit. He has to go back and see our cutie. And there's a cute line where they're, they're trying to figure out which auto part, auto part store she works at. There's a visual gag there, which is kind of cute. Right, because Sandy tells him the night before that she works at the auto part store. Right. And he tells Rosamund And then what is the name of the... <clears throat> okay. So he tells Rosamund Pike, take me to the... You know, he, he take me to an auto... Or whatever, auto parts store. She's like, which one? He goes, you know, the one that people consider the auto parts store. Not... Because that's what she said. And mm-hmm. so it's good that the title of the store is... Default Auto Parts. Oh, where a person that looks like Seth Green was stretched out is running the counter. That actor was in Dead Poet Society, Nick. That's a guy from that movie? Mm-hmm. One of the kids. Yeah, he, he's been around for a long time. I looked him up because he was so familiar. His name's got to be Brian. His name's got to be Brian. I don't think so. Or his name's Brian in the movie. Never mind. His name's Gary or something in the movie. Oh, it is Gary. Maybe his name is Brian. He looks like a Brian. He looks like a nightmare, actually. He looks like he was in Dead Poets and just started to bludge after that. And but Tom, Tom Cruise goes... Tom Cruise comes up to him and he says, where's Sandy? And in the middle of him saying Sandy, this guy chews all his fingers off. <laughs> and he goes, where's Sandy? He goes, I was too last week. I was at the beach. I was too. I was Sandy Duncan and Peter Pan on Broadway. Did you ever see Sandy Duncan and Peter Pan on Broadway? By the way, no, because I hate her. But you were a Broadway kid. You you watched a lot of Broadway. Yeah, but I hate I hated Peter Pan. I always I've always hated Peter Pan. Still do. You don't like her. It, you don't like her because she has one eye. What? Sandy Duncan. This is a, this is the first I'm hearing about it. She has one eye. Holy shit! Is it a, since birth, or she oh. lose it in a cool way? Werner Herzog came up. <laughs> <laughs> Chew your eye out. No, I hate her because uh, she was Peter Pan, and Peter Pan sucks. She's got a great name. And her hair was her hair was awful. One time I got a, a haircut back like ten years ago, maybe more now. And give me the Sandy Duncan. No, the guy cut my hair, and it did look like her hair. Oof. He had me looking. How, how like, bad you kick his ass? Had me looking like Sandy Duncan. I said thank you, sir. I gave him a twenty dollar tip. I'll take it. Sandy, <laughs> I, I like Peter Pan and Sandy she Duncan as Peter Pan. Please. She's not. Sandy Duncan lost her eye in a tragic seeing accident. It's looking real hard at something. Flew out. How old is she now? 77. She lives young. to the... She's 70, 77. She's been married three times. Goddamn. She's killing Christ. it. Yeah, one for each eye. She married an eye surgeon. Where's her fucking eye? There's no mention of her fucking eye in this. Um, she... I guess she just lost... Oh, she lost. had a brain tumor. She's lost... It, no, it was a benign brain tumor behind her left optic nerve. She lost vision in her left eye, but they decided not to remove her eye. For a second, I thought Jennifer Connelly had something to worry about. He said vision was seen with left eye. I was like, what? Paul, you cheating out with the dead? So I was wrong. Sort of. I like the idea of you're, you're watching the show on Broadway when you hear the sound of a glass eye falling out and rolling around on the stage. That's fucking rock solid. Because Sammy Davis right. Jr. came to watch the production sat in the front row. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Another Same, famous yeah. one-eyer. Who else, yeah. who else only it? has one eye in this? <laughs> <laughs> You would think, hopefully, not a lot. There's a couple famous one eyes. I mean, I'm not trying to be slander them. First, people with one eye. Snake Plissken. 
Nice. I don't. I mean, I remember the Brian McMahon head. You could look through his head. Yeah. I don't remember. There's. I mean, the thing is, you're, you have to have an eye that works to be on screen most of the time. There's somebody famous that had a shit eye, though. I remember that. Yeah. I remember there's somebody famous from the old. Was it um, Peter Falk? I think he had it just squinty. I knew somebody with one eye, and if he, he took it out to freak me out. Who was this? It's not good. When I was a kid. I worked at a restaurant. He would take his eye out and freak me out. Oof. And then um, Dark Crystal. There's some Skeksis character. or? Some character had an eye in that. One eye. Yeah. Rolling across the carpet that it could see. Mm -hmm. Remember? Goes the, he goes he to the auto go parts store to talk to Sandy. Because he's yeah. like, I need to get to the bottom of this. I need to know who these dudes were, I know who, who hired them. He talks to Sandy, and he and he actually has a very sweet moment with her. She kind of apologizes, and she's like, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know you're such a badass, basically. I, I don't know much about what's going on, but she tells him a little bit about the main bad guy that he was tussling with and where he lives. You know, the main tough guy that mm -hmm. he... Yeah. From X-Men. And... Um, he tells her to get out of town. He says, look, it's dangerous here. You should leave. And she takes his advice and lives to see another day. She's fine. <laughs> she sees no other days. Um, he, he borrows her car. She won't be needing it where she's going. It's not her car. It is... Oh, yeah, his that dude's car. Mm -hmm. I guess she was seeing that guy or whatever. But yeah. goes to his house, and one of the more comical scenes in the movie happens. The, right. The bumble fight. So there's an old woman on this porch. And you, you can see he's being followed, and there's an old woman on the porch, and she's got, like, a crack pipe, and then he's trying to talk to her, and she's just, like, staring off. And so he's like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll just go in to your house. And then as soon as he goes in, the woman pulls the cell phone out from under a blanket and calls mm -hmm. somebody. And that's yeah. when you get the, the toughs. Well, no, the toughs are, the guy, the person she calls is the dude's friend that he fought with earlier. Yeah, well, she calls that, that and the, that guy brings two toughs with him. Not that tough, though. They're kind of dumb. So Cruz is doing some investigation, and he's, like, kind of, he's looking in the, you know, it looks like this guy moved out. His drawers are, like, pulled open. There's a Snyder's pretzel box on his dresser, which, nice. Huge. Yeah, didn't take that with him, so you know he's dead. And, um. Did you notice the Mattel logo on the building? Oh. Well, they filmed it. What do you mean? They filmed it in a Barbie dream house, is what I'm saying. Cruz then all of a sudden freezes up. Like, as he's walking through this house, he notices something, and it freezes, it freezes him up, and he looks, and he sees that the shower curtain has been torn down. And so mm -hmm. he knows, in his little Sherlock Holmes brain, that a person was probably killed here and wrapped up in the shower curtain. Was that a Hitchcock reference? Torn curtain. And he starts wiping down his finger. He's trying to clean his fingerprints off. But what happens when he's investigating the bathroom and he starts backing out? These guys show up and, and they showcase how close quarters combat ain't clean and pretty. As he's stepping out, because he's stepping out backwards, they, they have a baseball bat and they, they clock him in the head. The door frame kind of saves him, I think. It, it does hit him yep. in the back of the head, but not to the full extent it could. But that's a very memorable scene to me. I, 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 I certainly remember that happening because it, it just looks like it hurts so much. Uh, yeah, but I don't remember how... I forgot how bumbly that whole fight is. I did, those, too. Those guys, yeah. they, they three stooges themselves into a into a, the hospital. They do, yeah. And uh, Reacher is, like, kind of knocked asunder. Like, he's in the bathtub, and he's just trying to recover from this the blow to the back of the head. And the guy are, they both have baseball bats and they're trying to hit him in this bathtub but the bathroom's so small they cannot get a swing they just mm -hmm. end up smashing each other and smashing in the bat it is ridiculous mm -hmm. but i guess and it's fun a, and fun that gives crews enough time to beat the shit out of these guys yeah and usually using their bodies as weapons against themselves Right. He actually digs his thumb into one of the guy's eyes. Then he, yeah, he takes the back of the guy's skull. And, yeah, he ba basically punches one guy with the other guy. Now you and Sandy Duncan are alike. Then uh, our boy shows up, the other skinny redheaded guy, and he makes sure work of him, and he gets to use his car, which is cute. 
He does. Everybody, he just keeps going from car to car. Now, Reacher is in, in the book. Reacher is not a driver, apparently. I guess he's bad at driving, actually. But this, the kind of the standout sequence in this movie or set piece is that there's a there's a car chase sequence. It's really inventive, I think. Um, it's fun, and he's drifting around in that giant car, old school car, which is great. And and Cruz probably said, put a car scene in there because so I can showcase my stunt driving. You know, and McQuarrie's like, all right, I'll write you a great one. But what I like about it, that's the, the chase scene. I guess we can talk about the setup for it. Is that the bad guys are, the, the, the police guys are in hot pursuit to try to arrest Jack Reacher and chase him. But he is actually chasing the other bad guys as this is happening. Well, he stumbles across, he goes back to his motel mm-hmm. and he notices that it's a crime scene. He does. What happened to old Sandy? Sandy, unfortunately, Jay Courtney shows up in her courtyard at her hotel, at her, at her apartment, and Pretend. has a kind of a meet cute with her. Pretends to know her. Before, before murdering, helping murder her. Yeah, and he says, he, he, he says uh, he's talking to her for a long time about how they know each other, they met, they, they were romantic. She, she looks drunk. so good in this scene, too. She very looks pretty, really... Very, very yeah. cute. And then all of a sudden he just changes his tone. He goes, do it here. And she goes, what? And the, 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 the thug that he's been partnered with Right. Just out of nowhere, punches her so hard and mm-hmm. almost, I guess, almost kills her with the punch. But Courtney then smothers her to death. It's really brutal, actually. Yeah, like he rolled it. like an eight. He rolled like an eighteen Oof. with that. But this leads to the scene, the the kind of the line that you don't like. Oh, it kill! It makes me so happy because David Oyelowo is the um, corrupt cop that's investigating. He's talking to the lady that manages the place. Yeah, because Sandy's and- body's been dumped. At- Tom Cruise's uh, Jack right Cruise's in a very unflattering position, yeah. and 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 it said that it looks like she was killed with a punch, and and he's like, do you know? Is there anybody here who fits the description of somebody who could kill you with one punch? And she says, there's this really small guy that is staying in here that might be the the one you're looking for. And that's the thing is Reacher, the Reacher of the books. Yes, one punch. Yes, he could devastate you. Mm-hmm. In the book, they go into a lot of description on on the internal damage that this kind of punch does, or this kind of punch does, whatever. They they have they as you would say they make a meal out of it. Here, to be fair, Sandy Tom Cruise is like 101 pounds, I mean, they could be leading like an eight year old out in handcuffs over this crime. Not exactly huge. Yeah, but but for them to single out Tom Cruise I know, as the laugh, one yeah. person who could, yeah, it's like they, they, this is the part they didn't change to fit Tom Cruise. You know, like he, all the well, could have, he could have been like anybody new staying at the hotel that you don't, you know, anybody weird, anybody short, anybody got to get on a step ladder to punch a person to death. <laughs> It, they, they, there's a cute moment where Cruz kind of pulls in and he starts to s- survey and Oyuelo and he get eye contact and then he tears off and there's this chase and of course Jai Courtney and his bald accomplice have just left the scene as well so there's a cute little chase that involves all three I just and like a bunch that of cops. Cruz was being chased but he was also trying to like ram those guys uh, off the road so he could you know he could dispatch them you know and I, yeah. I, I thought that was a neat twist on like a, a chase sequence when usually he's trying to get out of trouble and like you know, get free and clear of the police but really he's also trying to like bring those dudes to justice at the same time anybody who's read the books or watched the show or watched these movies realize that lee child his idea of investigating what what uh legal the legal world is like is is him ordering a sandwich at at Publix because there is no reality to the people get killed in all these things and it's just cool Cruz is involved I mean he is the lead suspect in this thing there's this horrible car chase lots of thousands of millions of dollars of damage whatever you want to say at least hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. of damage and he gets away having his car ram into a cop car when this movie ends it, it pisses me off at the end of the movie all the bad guys have been killed to death 
he is involved, Robert Duvall, in the murder of a bunch of people. And that he's like, I will catch you later, Rosamund Pike. See you later. I'm not worried about the law at all. See ya. Got the bad guys, bad guys. Look, oh, Richard wait, Jenkins I guess is... he, he does kind of half-assedly frame David. Because that, that turns out that old, oh, oh, oh I never able to say his name. What's his name in the movie? Danny Aiello. His um, character's name? He's got a cool name. Yeah. Do you remember? It's a cool name. He's got a cool name in this. I like his name. It's like Finley or not Finley. That's one in the Samson TV show. or something. Someone that asks. Puking band. Swearing it. He plays the sweetest Emerson. Emerson. Close. There's an S in it. He, uh, he turns out to be working for the bad guys. At the end, Tom <laughs> basically frames him for all the stuff that went down there. You mean by dropping the gun next to his mm-hmm. body? Half-ass. Yeah, real half. Here's what's important, because we've now, now they get to the bottom of why this murder's happened, and we get to see the dumbest name ever given to a woman on planet Earth. <laughs> what was it? What is it? The lady who they got, who shot, the sh- the lady they shot on purpose. Uh-huh. O-Line. That's her last name? It's her first fucking name. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure her name is O-Line. I don't think so, because And nobody, no, nobody says what the actual, when, her when her, no, that's not, her first name. Her last name, name is O-Line. Her last name is different. No, her first name is O-Line. I don't need to tell you how many times do I need to tell you. You're wrong because it says O-Line versus something. They're going to put her... It's like putting Betsy versus... Her name is O... Her last name is the name of the company. Her name is... Her first name is O-Line. Her last name is the name of the company. Let's look up. Let's look this up. They, it's written... You see it on in print. I can't... I can't believe you. I'm going to do... I'm going to do a little zooming in here and try to figure this out. O-Line Archer. Is that? Is, are you sure her, that's her first name, or is that her just name the name is of the her name is Oline? Her, her first name is Oline, and the movie does not hit the brakes immediately when he finds this out. You're, you're so, that is her name. How the fuck do you name? You just just let that go by. Her name's I've I'm, we've been alive fifty one years, never have seen the the name Oline. Do you know what they said about her at the funeral? What she was so Oline, you know, she's too Oline, too online. It's a joke. I'm trying to get there. Um. What do you think that's from? O-Line, is that a name? O-Line. I think it's sort of like, maybe her name, they were going to name her Olive and they mistyped it when she was born. O-Line is a feminine name with Hawaiian and Scandinavian roots. Uh, the moniker can translate to joyous. But not in this movie. She gets to see her O-Face. She gets shot out. I get to watch her husband perish right before her very eyes. He dies at his desk. In flashback deaths, she, and she's signing paperwork. That's what that's what that actress was asked to do. She, uh, the big thing about this is that she owns a construction company. She hates the company. Her husband, mm-hmm. it worked. It made her husband basically. He worked himself to death. She wants to sell it, but then as she takes it over, she starts to have second thoughts. It's connected to him. Doesn't want to sell it. And so that that's how this movie gets all, all started. That's how Cruz kind of figures out. And Chris McQuarrie on the commentary is like, we did 61 takes of the scene where she does that. She kept forgetting her O-line. She gets killed. She's done. Mr. Cruz, meanwhile, is wanted by America's law and goes to three hours away to see Robert Duvall's gun range. Finally, we introduce Robert Duvall into this very good sequence where he they have a little cute meet about him being in the Army and him being in the Marines and all this shit. And Cruz basically lets him know that, yeah, I know that you had this guy shooting out of your shit. They start to conspire, go shooting buttons all over the place. Cruz walks around shooting faraway things. Duvall watching with scopes and clicking around. People's footsteps shooting up and down. Get a flashback of Courtney and Joseph Sakura powering through each other, and then we get to watch Cruz and Duvall basically plot out. 
Perfect. Makes sense to me. But yeah, this gun range, he Cruz had figured out that maybe he was going to gun range. Doesn't do much. Kind of a home buddy. From his uh, credit card bill, you can see he paid for gas every Saturday. And it, every Saturday, why? It must be going a long ride. Must be going to a gun range. Of course, I'm right. My guess is always right because I'm I'm Sherlock Holmes. I can never be wrong. So, and then he, he, know, he knows all this shit before he gets it confirmed, basically. He knows this guy's a patsy. He knows that even though he doesn't have any friends, there was a guy at the gun range with him. He just figures it all out. It's kind of a stretch. Like, Duvall like hit all the targets that this guy had on the wall, right? So he was a great shooter, this, this sniper. But Cruz is like, look, he's not that great. I know him. So he thinks that they swapped, him and his buddy swapped targets. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, whatever. <laughs> so... He just thinks that... Like, it, it introduces Duvall, and that's all we need. The guy we was just him. being set up, basically, to be the patsy, and it was perfect. Except he never counted that Reacher was going to roll into town and know everything immediately. He's like, I'm the patsy? I'm the fucking patsy? And Mel Gibson swims down and visits his body next to the fucking dock. Can I ask you what the cutest part of this whole sequence that you went through is? When Duvall is watching Cruz walk about a mile away mm -hmm. and saying, that's far enough, and then he pull, looks away from his glasses and Cruz is still in front of him. <laughs> Tell me. It's when he gives Cruz a sniper rifle and Cruz falls over. <laughs> um, no, it's the sequence when they, he's watching Cruz shoot and he's got the bullets in his ears to use his earplugs. Oh, that is cute, yeah. yeah. Would it have killed him to play Smooth Up In Ya on the soundtrack right there? Cruz obviously learned how to shoot a sniper rifle or whatever the rifle that he was using, not a sniper, whatever he was using there, he was... He was lovingly, they have close-ups on his hands, you know. As he's catching the shell so that yeah. he doesn't lose his eyeline. You know, Macquarie was like, fucking, I did my research. I'm jacking out when I watch this shit. People, he's like, one guy that's in the military is going to see this and say, they got it. Mm -hmm. They did it. And Macquarie does his research. And he tells Duvall. Cruz and Duvall are delightful together, great. by the way. Cruz is good with everybody. Yeah, but Duvall I know, but it, I, always a pleasant surprise. And I forgot, they were in Days of Thunder together, right? So. Duvall, how old do you think he is right now? I looked him up. I'd say he's 93. Down. 16. <laughs> 92. 85. 92. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done. You interviewed him, D. huh? For I interviewed him at, at length. You had to have interviewed him for Assassination Tango. 100%. That is his biggest one. That he directed and his wife started with him, correct? He directed it and he hired the youngest and she became his bride. She is still fresh. I'm, uh, how old is that thing? She's got to be in her 50s now, I imagine. She was, Maybe she's 60. like, she was playing the long game. She's like, I didn't realize it was going to be this long. She fell up with that fool. What Don't you, even. You do. She's like, I want that fucking the godfather 2 money on me she's like there's no way he's gonna still be alive in 2024 ain't no fucking happen Listen. they say his greatest achievement was his triumphant characterization in loans of dove let me scroll down his greatest achievement was nailing a 20 year old she my age she's At, our age brother she's 51 yeah when she when she, when he first ex encountered her uh-uh luciana pedraza How's her COVID? Yeah. i wonder how's she doing out there so 2002 is when they did assassination tango which is 20 one years ago, mm -hmm. she was th in her 30s. He was in his still 90s. <laughs> she has not made many movies. She showed up in that and Wild Horses later. That's the movie that Robert Duvall was in with James Franco and Josh Hartnett. I'm sure you remember it well. <laughs> it also now okay. So they capture Rosamund Pike. She's hostage, mm -hmm. and Cruz has to besiege a quarry because, of course, to get to. Which is way different than the book. And the book was an old house, if I remember correctly. Okay. And, and, and yeah, it's great. 
it's a it's a it's a scene where Tom Cruise has to drive backwards into this thing, and get shot at a lot while he's waiting for Robert Duvall to weirdly shoot at them without looking. Very weird. Well, he doesn't have very much eyesight. Remember, Cruise questions his yeah. abilities. Yeah, I'm saving my night vision. Yeah, he also doesn't um, want to kill these guys because he doesn't he doesn't really know that they're. He's like, I don't want to. Yeah kill anybody i'll help you and distract you but i don't want to shoot anybody there's a cute moment where where cruz asks him if he could see and he's like duvall gives him shit and he goes it is a perishable skill which i thought was cute the best though is they shoot all the shit around the part where he says how well can you see like well well as sandy duncan can you know remember that one (laughs) better than rayma land but uh turns the camera we're fucked um, <laughs> they, they, you know, basically, it's all set up to have a showdown between Jack Courtney and Mr. Tom Cruise. But good action sequence, and the best is when Tom Cruise defeats the first wave. You know, the 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 first level bosses, and is forced to go to the mid level boss. And he takes a, uh, you know, he he grabs the old construction truck and starts driving it. And everybody thinks they got him, but who's driving that truck other than Bobby Duvall? And he says, "Suck it." Which I thought was amazing. Very great. Did not remember that. The idea of Robert Duvall saying "suck it" never knew I needed it. Yeah, Cruz is dispatching these dudes. Like he, there's a like a little video game action sequence here where the call the car gets hooked. He's driving backwards, getting shot at, and the car gets like hooked up on a little rock, a little boulder. He can't like it kind of stop, so he has to mm-hmm. run. After Duvall distracts these shooters, he has to run behind rocks from rock to rock. You know? Oh, it's very cute. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's 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 like an eight bit video game. Yes. Side-scrolling one way. Very cute. He does ultimately fight Jai Courtney and would defeat him. Yeah, Cruz doesn't have a gun. Remember, Duvall didn't even want to give him a gun, and so he's got a knife. Well, Jack Reacher's loses. not really supposed to be too much a gun guy, Yeah. although he does snipe the hell out of that. So he kills all the, way up. The, the everybody but Jai Courtney, and then the second the second group of bad guys that were hanging back come out, and he dispatches those guys quickly. So it is just him and Jai Courtney. He gets the, the jump on Jai Courtney. He has a gun to the back of his head, but he lowers it. Because he wants to fight, just like Lethal Weapon, wants to fight Mr. Joshua <laughs> to the death. He wants to use fists, you know? I like how you called Mel Gibson's character Lethal Weapon. Good old Lethal Weapon has to beat Mr. Joshua. So, um, but that's, it, it, so they fight, and what happens? Cruz loses and dies. Zy <laughs> Courtney is defeated. He grabs a knife. She tries to cheat, but uh uh-uh. uh. And then he gets routinely broken body parts and then dies forever yeah Cruz at one point punches him hard in the back of the knee or something and messes his knee his leg up then he twists his arm and jai courtney screams then you see you can hear it in the shack yeah yeah and everybody's like oh shit things got bad Cruz tells him on the phone when he gets the call that they have rosamund pike's character uh, and don't worry, she's still wearing a tight top. You ain't kidding. He said, he basically says to Jack Courtney, you killed that girl to put me in a frame. I mean to beat you to death and drink your blood from a boot. That's what he says to Jack yep. Courtney. And then Courtney says, I didn't know you were Canadian. Sounds like a Whedon line, you know? But anyway, so then he doesn't drink his blood from a boot, which I was disappointed by. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that he'd take a little time out. He gets defeated, and then David Oyuelo has Rosamund Pike hostage, and Jack Reacher sh- does a very <laughs> unsafe thing. He just blindly shoots there. Luckily, he kills his he enemy in one shot. What does he do? He, what he is shoot- David Oyuelo, what is, how does he position himself? He pos- I love that. He's got one gun against her head and another gun facing through her arm at Mr. Tom Cruise. But he ha- he's hidden completely behind her, and his eyes like poking out through her, little, her hair. Like He's hidden and completely he gets, behind and her. And he gets killed as fuck. And Cruz just jumps in and shoots him through the hair, you know, through her hair. Yep. 
kills him. Yeah. And then Werner Herzog, it's hilarious. He's he doesn't he doesn't move. He's just in the back, failing at a slow speed. And Cruz walks over and basically Werner talks him into destroying him. We find out his name. So yeah, Cruz does this. Reacher has this funny line where they're talking to Herzog. He's like, "What's your name?" And he says, "I'm the Zek, which means prisoner. Zek means prisoner." And uh, Cruz said, "Well, what else? What's your full name, basically?" And he says, "He says another word, which means human." So he's two like, other words. So it, and it, what does it translate to? Translate to prisoner human, and then prisoner human being. Human being. And Cruz says, "Is that your real name?" He says it to him. But it's he, he he's so he asks him what, what his real name is, mm-hmm. and then he says that. So he's just reiterating a question. He's not being stupid. And then he kills him, and then he leaves the scene of the crime in the, in the hospital. His mom. <laughs> And dad agreed to name him prisoner human being. Remember, it's on his birth certificate. Yeah, and and, and then the mother says, when we go to Six Flags, they're not going to have a, a pendant with his name on it. Father says, it's okay. I'll spend the money for a custom one. And then they hug and kiss. So Herzog, and they, and, yeah. and they say, what cute fingers on this boy. I hope he protects them. Herzog says, uh, you know, Cruz like, you're going to be going to prison. He goes, or will I? Or will I even see the inside of a jail? Because, or maybe you'll see the inside of a jail because I know people. He goes on this long ramble and then Cruz just shoots him in the face. And Rosamund Pike says, what happened? <laughs> She's upset for one second that he did that. And then he leaves the scene of the crime zippity zappity. And then he gets on a bus and there's somebody about to beat their wife, and it's basically set him, setting him up as Batman, like the superhero. Yeah, you hear in the this background. iconic voiceover bullshit. Well, they're talking about, like, the, the, what's his face? The, the Patsy is talking about Jack Yeah, Reacher, Joseph Sikora. Like, Show some respect. He's like, uh, Jack Reacher doesn't follow the law. He follows the truth. He's saying all this shit about some guy he hates. They threaten to kill him. He's just myth-making him. And they cut to Cruz on a bus, and he, he overhears an injustice being done. You know, he's going to go correct that justice. Okay, that's how you yeah. end it. So, movie ends, and then we have a host of amazing credits. There are a lot of names in this one. Well, yeah, this, it's a movie credits. There's always a lot of names, but yeah, I, I stopped after like 10. What so give me some me? initials. What do you got? I'm, I, now, keep in mind, I'm not going from top to bottom. I'm going random. Dude, is that right? You got JM in this, and I, I think you know him because he's the guy that was an underwear model for quite some time. Talking about Jay Manti? Jay Manti, yeah. Super underwear model. This is the only character I ever play in, the, in my favorite game of all time. SS in this. I don't have it. Sylvia Sims. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I played um, the character that created the game in the game, Nick. Sylvia Sims. Along a similar note, when Leisure Suit Larry was a text-based game, this was the command I typed in the most often in Leisure Suit Larry. BP. Buster Pile. <laughs> <laughs> I got BP in this myself, by the way. This is, I this is what I typed in when I played Leisure Suit Larry. What's that? Brandon Plonka. <laughs> in this. This guy, I can't take him to any parties. Trying to have a normal conversation, this fucker just ruins everything. You ever bump into EY? Mm-mm. Eric Yellen, man. That was my next one. I, could hear, I was trying to think of one for it. I was going to say that LaSalle was going crazy on the set of ER. <laughs> Do you have BB in this? Speaking of Deadly Friend, every episode, little BB? Yeah, you got Bill Bost. Got Bill Bost in this. Got <laughs> some great names, man. I interviewed Tamer once. Lost her shit on the, on, in, in the press junket. I just screamed this out, man. You see JC? Mm-mm. Julie Chill. Tired of Tamer throwing tants. <laughs> Eric Yellen and Julie Chill. <laughs> Do you see the? You see my favorite? Um, my favorite landscaper was in this. Uh, maybe he does it specific, Nick. Okay. Only plants four. Only plants four. I don't know. Yeah. What's my the initials? Landscaper TP. Only plants four. 
Oh, Tree Four Proud? Yeah. <laughs> I was at Planet Hollywood, and I cannot believe this fucking shit was in a, in a display case. I thought it was in bad taste. Like, the guy's... He's not a, he's not a savory character. Why do you have this talking memorabilia about, here? Talking about JB? Talking about JJ. Oh, JJ? Can't believe they had Jace jeans in there. It's like, the guy's a fucking murderer. Why are you putting his pants in the fucking display case? I thought you were talking about Joey Box, little JB. Have we had Joey? Have we had Joey Box on the show? Before? We've had boxes before, for sure. Joey Box in this. That KR in this. He just got done. He had a tiring Christmas, like helping Santa out, helping Santa organize, like before he swoops down the chimney. Oh my God! Kringle Rest is in this. <laughs> well, you killed my, you killed mine. <laughs> KR in this, helping Santa get Who? organized. Kelly Roofner, Nick. But yours was Roof so nerd? Nerd, nerd. But oh. yours was so much better. Why? <laughs> Why would you do it to me? Laziest guy on the set, TS, man. I don't have a TS. Terry Shirk. No responsibilities for that dude. We <laughs> got a little GB. I feel bad for him. Everybody making fun of his hair. Hairline. Everybody making fun of him. Going bald in this? Little GB. Who's that? Gary Baldy. Oh, so Poor cute. Gary Baldy. Oh, I'm sorry. My fault. I read his first name wrong. Greg Baldy. <laughs> Gary Baldy. Not on this one. He was on the sequel, though. Yeah. Greg Baldy. That's enough for me there. Yeah, mine was enough about three ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. We've already determined what the Millennium Falcon of this movie is. It can't be anything but her bosoms, right? Yeah, her tips. I like. I, I'm sure I sounded gross talking about it, but it is very, very heavily featured in this. Yeah, I didn't notice it until you brought it up, and now I can't. It's everywhere. I just feel like they could have thrown her a sweater. You know, like Macquarie was going or, nuts. Or it's just mix it up. Get some camel toe in there for a while. They did Beefcake Cruise up a little bit. He does have a scene where he's shirtless. Mm -hmm. Got the weird bod. Older <laughs> man. doesn't look... He looks wiry. He doesn't look that jacked. Like, he couldn't mm -hmm. have been bothered. It looks like a Rob Liefeld drawing a I little bit. I feel like he could have hit the weights a little harder for this role. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Reacher's not defined. He's just a brick wall. if it's Or like a, br a brick countertop in this case. All right, look, man. You've been asked to get a tattoo from Jack Reacher. Right. Let's Before we do that, what's, let's do Fistine. What's your Fistine for this? I forgot. Because I got a good one. I got a good one for this. I forgot about Fistine. Holy shit. You better go first. My Fistine for this is Jack Reacher. That's a good one. We don't need to do a fistine for it. It already is. That's perfect. Because Jack Reacher rounds not, that's boring. I think this movie is already a, a sexy title. Right. Masturbate, so, masturbate your dick, Reacher? Never mind. You're right. You got it right. Look, you're getting a tattoo from this movie. What What do you have inked on your person, man? Celebrate this move. So I have a line that just reads, they should have made Reacher smaller. <laughs> they should have made him small or something. And then the scene when he's fighting the five guys from the movie. Mm -hmm. And all the guys look like this scene, except Reacher's in the middle of them and he's two foot tall. <laughs> what do you think? I love it. Um, mine's similar. I've got, you know, the whole Sandy dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a beach It's a beach scene on my back. And Tom Cruise is off in the distance. He's there, he's really close. You can't tell because he's so fucking small. But in the foreground is a fully naked and fully aroused Werner Herzog. And in cursive, it says Zex Appeal. Uh, look, you've been asked to finance a sequel or a stinger to this movie. Escrow out, man. Right. What are you going to do? You do a sequel or a stinger for this? I'm going to do a stinger. Let's hear it. So you know how I was mad that he didn't drink Jack Courtney's blood out of a boot. <laughs> he promised. 
Right. So he's gonna my sequence gonna be at a see he's gonna be at a bar. This is after the mid credit sequence. He's got a bloody boot in front of him, and the bartender like gives him like a what? Huh? What are you doing? He goes, Sir, he goes, shut up. Let me have my moment. And he tips the boot, blood comes out in his mouth, and he goes, spits it out. Is that Sandy's blood? What do you think? And they whip pan to a little kid and her Ken figures missing one of his boots. I'm also doing a stinger. Okay, good. Because the last scene, Rosamund Pike is sitting there with Mr. Sakura, and he wakes up, and he's like, I'm guilty, whatever it is. Whatever you said I did, I did. And then she shows him the, all the different photographs of you know possibilities and stuff. He's like, I, whatever it is, I know I did it. And she goes, okay. And they mark him guilty and have him executed. She goes, wipes her hands clean of it. Success. Open and shut out. Yeah, they do. She does question from her dad at the end, and he's like, I can't remember. I don't know why I would have done that. And that's the big thing that kind of, he asked, she's like, how would you have done it? And then he says it differently than he did. And that's the big, right. look, dad, I'm yeah. right on Because Cruz said he would have done it from this bridge instead of from the room. Yeah, It could have been lying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, man, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Jack Reacher. What shape does your performance take? That's a good question. I'm an ancient vampire who has slumbered in the quarry for all these many years. Oh, man. My bloodlust is faded, and I just want to take naps. That's all I want to do is slap out some naps. I'm sleeping, and uh, gunfire and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to sleep here. Right. And I come out, and I'm furious, and I see this. I see sort of the end. I see I see Cruz killing out Courtney. And I'm like, I'll make an exception this one time to go back to my slumber, but you disturbed this vampire. You're lucky I wasn't in a bad mood. And then I go back into my cave, and my inner monologue says, you know they blast rocks all day, right? I was like, shut up, truth-telling monologue. I'm, unfortunately, another loner that stumbles into town at the same time. <laughs> and that's what I do, too. I I live like people would want to live if they thought about their lives. Free hmm. of connection, hmm. not tied to like a bank or a job. How you'd want to live if you knew how your life pan- would have panned out. I'm very much like Reacher. My name's Graham Piss. I just roll into Gra- town. Graham Piss? Graham Piss. Oh, Ram Piss. Oh, Graham. Like Graham, Graham, oh, Graham. Graham yeah. Piss. P-E-S-S, pr- pronounced piss. <laughs> and instead of O-line, it's urine that you're dealing with. And, you know, when I roll into town, there's no buzz about me, because, like, I, I do have a little, little bit of a beer gut. <laughs> you know, I got, like, a members-only jacket that's, like, people kind of want to, kind of smell, people kind of want to ignore me, and they do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a, one of those toy phones that I'm always talking into, Slim Jims in my hair. You know, it just doesn't look great. <laughs> Slim Jim rappers in my hair. But I do, I am just, I have the same amount of Sherlock Holmesian, like, capabilities as Jack Reacher does. I could definitely yeah. solve crimes as well. What do you think? I love it. Fortunately, I just, I got there at the wrong time, Nick. I just wish that there was a successful franchise called Graham Piss. Piss. <laughs> instead of Reacher. Pisser. Yeah. <laughs> just piss. Look, man, you've been given the finances to have your own business associated oh, yeah. with Jack Reacher. Tucked under escrow's back is some money. What are you doing with it? I mean, I would just do like a shooting range. Like, you know how they have shooting ranges, but I, I don't like guns, so no guns. But targets, just the same. Mm-hmm. You get targets that were on dummies that on the crotch area. You could just, it's just constantly taking nut shots at these targets. And you, go, <laughs> you paid it, punch nut, punch... Just like Cruz does in this movie. You sh- you punch them or you shoot them? No, you do not shoot them. You go punch. Punch nut. All right. Punch nut range. <laughs> Next. So mine is, uh, I've, I've marketed a new version of Marry, Fuck, Kill. You marketed it. And it's a card game. And it's called Prisoner Human Being. And so basically, you're given a list of celebrity names. And you have to determine which one of those three they are. 
Okay. So, you know, it'll say like, you know, Joseph Goebbels, prisoner, human being. You know, Estelle Getty, prisoner, human being. And you just play the game with your friends at night. What's being? <laughs> that's that's the reserve for people that still walk planet. What's the difference between prisoner and see prisoner and then if they're not in prison they're human, but then you have to decide between human and being? I did not say successful business. Just give me a for example. Let's play it. Alright, alright, so Jared from Subway. Being <laughs> You figured it out. He's still in prison, but I think is he. When's he getting out? I just you keep asking me. I, I could have answered know, if you asked me when know. he's getting off. When's he getting out? I don't know. Jared Fogle. He's going to be blown away when he does get out that the, that the business is still going. Forty-six years young. You think that was the most successful spokesperson of all time? Subway. They did get a lot of mileage out of that dude. Probably ET was because he was on a bike. Incarceration. Free Jared. Let's start that hashtag. <laughs> I don't know, man. He says. He's, I'm just looking through his Wikipedia, which is way too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't need to yeah. be this long. Uh, like some young, Justin. I mean, that's definitely why he's in prison, and he uh, says he's exercising in prison, though. Thanks, Wikipedia. Glad is it really saying that? He runs four to five miles a day. I don't know how, I guess. Probably, probably from people chasing him, ready to kick his ass. I'm just going to go on a limb here and gets made fun of in prison. What do you think? You think he takes a couple yeah. of shots from the fellow prisoners? You think they make fun of him? Or is he, is he, is he king shit in there? They're like, you flew too close to the sun, Jared. And he's like, how are you spelling sun? Yeah, he's, I don't know. Is he getting out? Look, is he getting out of you're on an island, man. You, you've been there all these many years gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take some Jack Reacher, man. What did you, you take from this movie? It took me, I pondered this extensively, and I, and I, and I had to narrow it down. I, I, ultimately, I think I'm going to take Robert Duvall's jaw. I'm listening. To, please explain. <laughs> I'm taking his lower jaw with me, and I'm going to just carry it around like a puzzle piece. Why are you taking his jaw? I couldn't think of anything else worth taking. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about the skeleton of it. I'm talking about with some stubble and meat. But I don't understand just, why. Just, like why it only I just jaw. want it's I don't I, I just want it. Yeah, it's good just enough need for it. me. I just want to hear you say it. I don't know if you heard me mention it. I dropped it in on purpose earlier. When he's in that doing his little investigation into the bad guy's home, his little home that's in disrepair that's it looks like it's moved out. There's a box of Snyder's pretzels on the dresser. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shot and taking that, Nick. Now, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, there's pretzels left in there. Now, they don't ever go into detail. Or is it an empty box of Snyder's pretzels, or is it look, full? I was, full? Let's just say it's full. Let's say it's you full. You can't say it. You, you can't know. I'm hoping <laughs> Trying to help you full. out, because it regenerates. It can only regenerate if pretzels are in there in the, in the movie that's the thing you don't right. know it's a mystery box so to speak here's the here's the here's the ingenious mm-hmm. nature of what you just said though yeah thank you. you you chose perfect appreciate that because there's no such thing as snyder's pretzels going bad no what do they become more hard uh-uh perfect food they are in their worst state out the jump plus it's a box you know what that means yeah pinhead big, big. <laughs> Big ones. Those are the big pretzels. Those are the big, oh, okay. big old pretzels. Okay. Like those Thanks are for the, helping me out. The big hard shards. The, the giant. There's shards though. They're not fully. Formed no, they're full the big time. hard pretzels. Look, let's live in reality. The percentage of full pretzels in there is zero percent ever. You'll get you'll get a three quarter pretzel if you're lucky. Snyder's doesn't do it. But it's okay. Like Their shards are great. I love the shards. To be honest. But there's a lot of full pretzels in there. Now, did you, I don't know the fight scene get near those pretzels? Did he knock a couple of bad guys in that near towards that box? That might have hurt the pretzels. In a deleted scene, you said you watched the deleted scenes. For a joke, I did. Yes. There's probably a few things that would endear a filmmaker more to me than if they did have a deleted scene specifying the condition of the pretzels. <laughs>
Out of ten, ten times 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 out of 